Blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 Welcome to Ho Yeah Podcast. Oh yeah. Ooh. I have at a complete loss of how to say hello to you. Hello, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I keep forgetting to come up with a freaking word that's not hello. What? That doesn't make sense either. Anyway, <laughs> I'm at a complete loss for words as well. Uh, forget it. Anyway. Hey everyone! <laughs> Hi, <laughs> listeners. Hey. Hope you're doing fantastic on this Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. Hope you're driving safe to your works or whatever, wherever you're commuting to. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, whenever I say Tuesday morning, I always think about when I worked at Tuesday morning, and it was the worst fucking job ever. It was so awful. I quit after I got my first paycheck. I was like, peace out. I forgot about that Tuesday yeah. morning. It sucked. It was so awful. There was all these little, oh, uh, you had to wrap everything that was like glass and you had to, and I mean, people were just animals there. Oh. It was like, what are you guys doing? Calm down. It's just a fucking ashtray. What? Retail work is so, people are so crazy. Mm. I think one of the, one of my first jobs was working, was working at a Brookstone and that was kind of cool because it was just full of crazy weird shit you buy your dad for father's day but there the annoying thing about that place is that we had a Tempur-Pedic quota so I had to try and sell a certain number of Tempur-Pedic products every week which I'm like 18 I there's no way but also the worst thing about that job was that they had this tv going and they were playing this movie trailer on repeat all day Oh. non-stop and it was for that movie the terminal starring tom hanks oh do you remember that yeah i do actually i think i even saw that in the theaters which yeah i did too and i think it was fine yeah but at, we had a one of those big fancy massage chairs and every day this super greasy looking middle-aged man would come over from on his break from uh working at the AMC theater nearby and he would spend his 30 minute lunch break just sitting in that massage chair and then he'd just get up and leave he never said anything to anyone what a strange person yeah retail work I will say Amy and I both worked at a a Dooney and Burke outlet and if you're Mm -hmm. gonna work anywhere work at a purse store because there's no fitting rooms there's no folding Yes, absolutely. I mean, that was my last retail job before I went into like office manager office stuff. And yeah, seriously, like you, you, all you got to do is like straighten a bag every once in a while. It's amazing because before that I had done, done all clothing retail and that sucks so hard. More power to anybody listening that is in the retail field. I love you. And I'm, I hope, I hope your Black Friday wasn't insane because I remember our Black Fridays like people were lined up out the door to get some discount Dooney and Burke bags and they were these people were wild animals just like 
devouring us and these bags and our souls. <laughs> it was insane. But we did get to eat pizza, so that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. That's always nice. And lots of candy. They always had a bunch of candy ready. Yeah, it was actually kind of fun, <clears throat> even though it was a long shift. But since it's Black Friday, if you're if you have a good... If you have good coworkers, they'll try to make it fun. Oh, is this boring? Yes. <laughs> <Does> anyone care? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut out that last part about. Well, uh, no, leave it in. Listen, like, we are with you on Black Friday in the past because this came out after Black Friday, but we are with you. We were with you. We've always we stand been with, with you. you. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> that tangent aside, um, <laughs> so let's get into some shout outs. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Let's do it. Right. I have one, and I'm going to – it's from iTunes. You know what? I'm back on the iTunes train. Uh, this one, it's a little bit of an older one uh, from last month, and the heading is, this is Mr. Big, I tell you what. <laughs> God, my Hank impression is spot on. It's good. <laughs> it's really good. It's good. It's good. It's All right. <laughs> so <laughs> – this one, it says, I'm not calling about your Soldier of Fortune ad. I'm making a comment in iTunes. I love every everything about every episode you put out. I look forward to listening on my miserable morning commutes. I listen on Spotify, but no, you can only leave comments on iTunes, though I have heard some Instagram shout outs. Also, that's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, best Sugarfoot. Aww. Thanks, Shug. Oh, Thanks, I'm sorry. Shug. I forgot to tell, uh, say, you know, the, the the name. It was Emily M. Timmons. So thank you, Shug. Thanks, Emily. Mm-hmm. So that is my shout out. And I. That was nice. I'm. Mm -hmm. We haven't gotten too many new iTunes reviews in a while. And I'm just so curious. Has anyone, has anyone tried to submit a dirty one using cutesy language and it just didn't get through? I'd really like to see that. Jackie. Did we screw ourselves? I'd love to just read something. <laughs> Did we screw ourselves? Would be like send a really graphic iTunes review and like people have been trying to review us and we just they're just like, no, fuck you. <laughs> I've just been excited about reading something that's really weird and gross, but but cutesy <laughs> at the same time. So the challenge stands. It does, yeah. <laughs> but I pulled my shout out this week from Instagram. So this is from an Instagram user, and it says, hey, so this is probably dumb, but I'm just wine drunk enough to be vulnerable to strangers, haha. I'm currently in a PhD program that has been draining my soul the past few years. Totally one of the toughest things I've ever done, and it's super isolating. I spent 90% of my time reading or writing papers along al alone in my house with my bulldog. Anyway, I've been struggling a lot, and your podcast has really, really, really helped. Seriously, you two are awesome, and thank you for the podcast. Please never change who you are. Your your mother and I, your mother and I are so proud of you. Oh, I'm about to actually I, fucking cry. Like nice. Well, also, I'm so I'm so like I feel so much for you for feeling so isolated and alone. I mean, you know. You know, I've seen friends go through a PhD program and it just made them like nuts. It's so difficult. So, you know, there is a light at the end of this tunnel. You will get through it. You will have your doctorate and, 
you know, it, it's gonna end up being worth it. But also, you know, maybe reach out to like some therapy services if you're feeling really, really sad. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, yeah. I just, I just went through my master's the past two years, and that's only two years. Um, but even that was just so intense. And I just only started to feel I graduated in May, I only just started to feel like a human again a couple months ago. But, but it was, it was so awful and horrible. And because you're so busy, there's like, oh, almost no time for self care. Yeah. So, so people will say like, you need to like, take care of yourself, you need to like, mm. maybe talk to someone or exercise more or do this or that. And you're just like, I want to I, it's, it's just not possible for me. So you just end up being even more isolated, it makes it really hard. And I just thought that was such a nice message. And, and I'm so glad that we can maybe at least make you laugh a little bit during such a stressful time. I'm hesitant to say their name because it you know, they're saying like, you know, I'm, I'm being vulnerable here. Right. But they did share their, their bulldog that they mentioned has an Instagram account that they did include in the message. And the bulldogs, the bulldogs Instagram is called Carmina the bulldog. And I just looked at it and it is the most precious, precious looking animal. Um, So go ahead and follow Carmina the bulldog and, and thank you again for that message. Yeah, it was super lovely. Thank you. Yeah, message us anytime. We're happy. We'll probably respond. Yeah, seriously. You don't have to be wine drunk. You can do it uh, whenever you want. Send us a mm-hmm. message whenever you want, and we will talk to you. Yeah. All right. Shout outs done. All right, Jackie. We're going to get into this. I'm so excited. We're starting a whole new season. I know. It's, we are, we're moving on, baby. We're moving on up. Season two, episode one. It is how to fire a rifle without really trying. Air date, September 21st, 1997. Wait, did you say September? Yeah. Holy shit. We really jumped ahead in time. Skip the summer. Yeah, fuck summer. I hate it. It's so freaking yeah. hot. Agreed. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> to begin. Hake. Hake. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. You took like so many seconds just to like ready yourself. And then to fuck it up. And then I immediately <laughs> fucked it up. All right. <clears throat> Hank takes his son to the state fair where Bobby shows little talent for winning prizes at any of the game booths. Everything changes, however, when Bobby discovers a knack for downing mechanical ducks with a BB gun. Hank has never been more proud of his son. Uh, Despite Peggy's initial objections, he takes Bobby to the Megalomart and purchases an expensive rifle. The pair travel to a clubhouse shooting range, which is the the gun club that Dale is president of. Mm -hmm. So good. I love that scene. (laughs) (laughs) So they go to the uh, the gun range, the shooting range, uh, and Bobby again displays expert markmanship. Uh, while watching Bobby take target practice, Hank learns of an upcoming father-son fun shoot tournament. Yeah, this is this this whole episode is so awesome because it's the first time we actually see Bobby get to be good at something, and we get to see um, Hank be proud of him and 
I don't know, this, this episode for me is just satisfying beginning to end because for once it's, it's not Hank being gently disappointed in Bobby. So Mm -hmm. he's just, he's disappointed in himself in this episode. Hank's. Well, not to jump ahead, but yeah, yeah, he's, He's disappointed in himself, and so the one thing Bobby's good at, he's gonna like, he's willing to sacrifice so he doesn't have to be vulnerable and show that maybe he's not that great at. Anyway, I'm jumping ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Excited and convinced he and his son will win the competition, Hank picks up Bobby's gun for some target practice of his own. While aiming the rifle, Hank, uh, recalls his childhood memory of when his own father, Cotton, berates him as he's learning to shoot a gun for the first time. So his so his aim is terrible and his hands are shaky. Also, God, how old was poor baby Hank when he's being forced to shoot a gigantic gun? He must have been three. He wants his banky back. So sad. I know. He shoots the gun and his little body just goes like from the... Um... What's it called when the gun goes off and it pushes you uh, from the kickback? Kickback. That's it. It just pushes his little body backwards. And then his fucking dad is just like, wow, you fucking suck, you <laughs> dumb idiot. God, I know. So, of course, you know, Hank is he's, tra- he's he's got like this trauma from this. So as a result, he is not very good at shooting a gun, shooting a rifle. I'm sure picking up picking up a gun must be very triggering for him uh, pun intended <laughs> i didn't get that until you said it <laughs> i was so uh nervous saying that joke that i pulled my underwear all the way up the front of my pants <laughs> just and now it's on the outside yourself. of my camel towing so hard it's <laughs> put it back in my pants get back in there okay go ahead <clears throat> So Hank's embarrassed by his lack of gun skills. Yep, I think he feels emasculated, you know. Mm -hmm. So embarrassed, Hank enrolls Bobby in a safety course, hoping the experience will drain all the fun out of target practice and thereby end his son's interest in attending the tournament. When this fails, Hank brings his son to the gun club early in the morning, so when no one's there. So he's reducing the odds of being humiliated by his terrible marksmanship. A sports psychologist named Philip Nye notices Hank's dilemma. He's there. He's, he says, like, he's like, you know, I only, Hank asks him, do you always come here waiting for people to miss? And he's like, no, just early in the morning when the losers show up or something. <laughs> <laughs> so stressing the importance of mental concentration over actual physical ability, Nye hands Hank his business card to kind of give Hank some help with this. And Hank was about to tear it up, but then, you know, he's like, "Eh, I'll put it in my pocket. Later, you know, after they're coming back from the shooting range, Bobby's asking, you know, trying to get Hank to practice with him all different times. Hank's coming up with all all sorts of excuses to uh, get out of this, you know, get out of shooting a gun. Uh, So he pulls in and Hank is just like, you know, guns are dangerous. You can't, because Bobby asks him, can I just bring my gun to school and we'll shoot off a few rounds in the middle of school, <laughs> which yikes. Hank says, you know, no, you can't bring your gun to school. They're dangerous. Guns are dangerous. And that's when Bill and Dale and Boomhauer come over like, wait, what are you talking about, man? Where, what are you, what are you saying? And eventually, you know, they're kind of all arguing back and forth. And finally Hank's I, just like, like, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. 
Well, I like that part too, because there, I think Hank does say something about how, you know, like guns hurt people and Dale's trying to make the argument that like guns don't hurt people, the government does. (laughs) And then he, uh, another quote from Dale around this scene is, um, he says, let me ask you this, a guy breaks into your house, but you don't have a gun. How are you going to shoot him? Right. <laughs> so guns don't hurt people, but like you got to shoot, you know, you got to shoot your burglar. <laughs> I love that part. Uh, yeah. So, you know, they're, they're kind of going back and forth and Hank is finally like, all right, I, haven't you been listening? I'm not doing the competition. And then turns to Bobby, who's disappointed. And he's like, I'm so sorry. You know, I, sorry, Bobby, just, we're not doing it. Bobby's devastated. You know, he was really excited about this. You know, he immediately takes his vest off and throws it out. And his pants. Takes his pants off. And then he, and just, he doesn't even he doesn't, he doesn't go, even inside. go inside. <laughs> He's, He's just, just standing by a tree pantsless, just being sad. Holding holding his rifle, just underwear only. So funny. But, but you know, you feel bad for Bobby because this is something he was so excited about. He's really good at this. And he was stoked to do a father-son thing with Hank. You know, they're finally getting bonding time. And it's so it's so sad too because his first thought is, "Oh, my dad doesn't want to do this with me." I think because he's worried I'll embarrass him or something. Is that what he was like, kind of thinking? Just so sad. Yes, and Peggy just is like, "Yeah, that's probably it," because he loves guns. I know. <laughs> he loves guns, so it must be because he's afraid you're going to embarrass him. I can't imagine what else it could be. I know, poor Bobby. I know. So finally, you so Peggy goes in after uh, not comforting her son at all, <laughs> goes in and finds <laughs> Hank, and she's just like, what's going on, man? You, you're quitting this. Bobby's been so excited. What's wrong? And Hank finally admits to her, you know, the real reason is because I can't really shoot straight. I can't shoot at all. My aim's horrible. <laughs> Peggy's horrified by this, but declares, I still love you. <laughs> after like like a little bit of a pause she's like what i still love you anyway she turns around she just <laughs> she can't look at him she's just like oh my god she turns her back on him and then turns but she's like i still love you i love how dramatic she can be sometimes like sometimes she really is just like it's like she's the strong heroine in this like movie in her own mind sometimes i, right. I love it <laughs> oh god i know okay <clears throat> so you know peggy's just like you know you she convinces hank that quitting is not fair to bobby and that he's just gonna have to figure out something to because they got to do this competition so hank realizing that she's right and that you know he shouldn't be doing this to bobby he goes out and tells him you know we're gonna we'll do the we'll do the fun shoot together you know and we'll have we'll just you know it's all about having fun who cares about winning and hank, bobby's just like Pfft. Who cares about we're Hanks or we're Hanks. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're Hills. We don't lose. So this is this kind of is what finally prompts Hank to turn to the psychologist, the sports psychologist, Philip Nye. He, he gets in touch with them. So the psychologist technique slowly builds Hank's self-confidence and improves his aim. And uh, the day of the tournament finally arrives. And slowly Hank and Bobby, after a rocky first shot, uh, Hank manages to pull it together and Hank and Bobby rise through the ranks until they tie for first place. Then, without warning, Cotton stumps his ass in there, shows up at the tournament, and just re-traumatizes Hank all over again. <laughs> I love how he comes in, too, because he's just like, sorry I'm late. I had to stop by the wax museum again and give the finger to FDR. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love that quote. Oh, I know. Uh, so, you know, Hank is 
starting to freak out again because Cotton is belittling him in front of everyone and, you know, just bringing up all of his anxiety about this. It turns out, so while they're, they have to do this long, the long range single shoot or something, and it's all riding on Hank's shoulders to win this tournament for them. I know. Can I just say real quick, I just love the montage of them going through the competition where they like have to shoot the target and then there's like one part where they have to go through a fake forest and shoot moving targets like fake deer with bullseyes on them and um and then uh my favorite part is the (laughs) there's like a bed set up in a fake bedroom and you have to pretend that you're sleeping and an intruder comes in you have to grab your rifle under your bed and shoot the (laughs) i know the intruder (laughs) i love that i made a note about that because i was like Bobby's just shooting a gun directly on Hank's body. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so With, crazy. Like, there's a person in front of you and you have to like shoot around them. Around that person, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so competition, <laughs> riding on Hank's shoulders. He goes up there and he misses. It's a devastating moment. I love Luann like comforts Peggy. <laughs> Oh my god. I made a note of that too. I never noticed that before, but the he he like he fucks up the last shot. They they they're in second place now. They they lost first and the camera cuts to Peggy and Luann in the stands and Luann just puts her arm around Peggy to comfort her and Peggy just stares like deadpan straight ahead like she's just <laughs> like it it looks like she just it looks like she just got like the most horrible news in the world and can't doesn't know how to process it i know and it's second place like (laughs) yeah her world's been turned upside down in this moment i never noticed that moment before but i love her deadpan face i know it's so good so you know even though they only get second place bobby is overjoyed by this and you know hank was feeling so disappointed and upset but Bobby comes over and he's like, yeah, we got second place. We're the best. And this raises Hank's spirits and they leave together, forgetting Peggy. <laughs> and then turning back around to get her. And that's where we end the scene. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I love that. I love that last part of them just walking into the sunset and, and, you know what it turns out every they got second place but that's okay everything's fine bobby still had a good time and they're just like the episode's over and they're walking into the sunset and then one of one of them is just like oh wait we forgot peggy so then you <laughs> just see them walking back towards the camera <laughs> and then the episode ends and then the episode right they're like where's our car oh it's over there oh we forgot mom oh <laughs> 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 uh. That was yeah. so good, Amy. I love that episode. Way to kick off the second season. I know. It's a good one. It's emotional. It's, you know, it's you, he's, he overcomes a psychological trauma, <laughs> then gets re-traumatized and, you know, and, but he has a beautiful father-son bonding experience with Bobby and they're both so happy and proud for each other. It's a, it's a lovely episode. I know it. it and it never fully occurred to me I don't know how I missed it until just now that it's not that Hank is necessarily bad at shooting but he just has all of this trauma tied to shooting Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. of the abuse he received from his father yes so I guess I guess you can't even really say that he is bad at shooting it's just it is 
kind of more emotionally based. So it kind of makes sense that the sports psychologist would be able to help him. Right. And I, because you're right, because once he does like kind of learn how to overcome it, he's, he's hitting bullseyes the whole time, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, I love that. I love that episode. And I love, okay, the sports psychologist who is a guest star and it's, um, Mm -hmm. it's Wallace Shawn. So yeah. And and his character is drawn in his likeness as well. So I yes. mean that his voice is iconic. I mean everybody knows that guy's voice. You know it's like Gilbert Gottfried or something. Like you, oh yeah, you know who that person is. Uh, yeah, he's Rex from Toy Story. Yes, um, he was in The Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. I noticed that he was in several episodes of Gossip Girl. He was Mister Hall in Clueless. Oh, that's right. God, I love Remember? Yes. Yeah. And of course, he was in a million other things except Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, but Wallace Shawn. I mean, that guy is, there's no mistaking that voice at all. Yep, definitely. And I love, I love when, um, you know, Hank's first meeting with him and He's like, you know, every time I go to shoot, I remember my dad. It was just so awful. And he's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're wasting like, precious time. In this I know. He's, you're wasting precious session time. And like Hank's being vulnerable and open about his trauma. And he's just like, stop it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Do you have any favorite quotes or anything like that? Well, um, of course, I gave you my cotton giving the finger to FDR. Probably one of my favorite quotes in the series. Yeah, it's a great one. Well, one part that I really liked when uh, Hank and Bobby go to that gun safety class and their instructor is that guy with he's missing a thumb and he and an eye, um, <laughs> which he notes he got both of those injuries from running (laughs) into a shooting range in front of people shooting I forget why he did that just like get excited he's like I get so excited (laughs) I know and he's like missing a thumb and an eye and then I like I like when he finds out what an amazing shot Bobby is he's just like holy shit you got all of these bullseyes that's incredible and he's so excited he again runs out into the (laughs) shooting range in front of everyone shooting just to like hold up bobby's like (laughs) you know shooting target thing just to show everyone he's so happy but i just love that part of him (laughs) running into the shooting range it's so good you know it's funny you mentioned that because there's two quotes by him like you you don't even see him that much but there's two things that he says that just fucking cracked me up and there was one where he's, I didn't know it was loaded is not an acceptable excuse. I wasn't there or I never met those people are better excuses. <laughs> and, then, and then, so as you know, you've mentioned Jackie, how he's missing a thumb and an eye. And he was just like, if it wasn't for the NRA safety guidelines, I eventually accepted. I'd be a stub standing here before you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I love that character. And then at the end, of course, he gives Bobby after like the competition, he gives Bobby a thumbs up and it's just his little stubbin. I know his stubbin. <laughs> I know. Oh man. I also love Dale when um when they go to the gun club and he's talking about how that guy was wearing the same camo overalls that I was gonna wear and he knew that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then as Hank leaves, he goes, 
Hank's jacket is so Desert Storm. <laughs> I love I love that part. I God, I love Dale. I know. Any he anything Dale says is perfection. It's so good. It. So His good. His jacket is so Desert Storm. <laughs> <laughs> like that's so fucking cool. <laughs> Um, there's just a couple like little scenes, like, like sight gags or something that I noticed. And I wrote down, I love when Hank is, you know, he's sitting on the bed, like on a bench when Philip Nye, the psychologist sits down right next to him and he just does like this little scooch to the, Hank does this little scooch to the side, like what the fuck? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, I totally relate to that because it's like, anytime somebody sits next to me, I'm like, move over (laughs) (laughs) so there's that and then there's the scene which i I can't remember what they were doing but oh uh luann is sewing the patch onto bobby's uh his his safety patch onto his you know his vest and then you just cut cut to peggy and she's just in like a full 1980s workout gear and just like raising a dumbbell over and over and over again (laughs) so funny (laughs) i completely missed that i had never noticed it before until i watched it this time like i didn't even think about it it's just so (laughs) weird she's just doing this weird one-arm pump (laughs) and she said like you know leggings and a leotard (laughs) i love i love peggy as a background character in this episode because and and it was like that in um oh the episode the for the live episode we did spin the choice she's kind of a a side a little bit of a side background character there too but I just I love I love her in this episode because the story's not about her but she just adds so much to it with her little I don't know overly confident Peggy comments like either she's either overly confident or she's just I don't know the hero of her own movie I don't know how to describe it but I I love it and I want to be like that in my everyday life I know she's if we could only have an ounce of her confidence I know I also love you know Hank when he's when he's in the when they're in the competition and he's like doing all the mantras in his head and they all change (laughs) differently and he's like over the rainbow (laughs) to the end of the yellow brick road (laughs) how about a little fire scarecrow (laughs) that's a quote from the wicked witch (laughs) so yeah those are my favorite quotes and like gags from the episode oh and of course i can't forget this one but when uh with a mouse head that's mounted on the wall (laughs) (laughs) at the at the gun club Yep. So, Amy, any uh, Ladybird Dale Ass sightings? Neither. 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 Not no Ladybird. Not a one. Not this time. Not even a glimpse of a cheek. <laughs> Jackie, I do want to ask you: Have you ever shot a gun or like a rifle? I have shot a gun. I I've only shot a gun on one occasion, and it was at a shooting range. Same. It was terrifying. I was terrified the entire time. I was terrified too. It's it's one of those things where everyone is just like, you know, I've always I've always been sorry anyone that, you know, is is you know into guns, but I've always been one of those people that's like I'm kind of scared of guns. They mm-hmm. they are very powerful, scary things, and everyone's like, well, we'll just wait till you shoot a gun. Uh, it it's addictive, you know how how the rush you get from it, and I did it, and I don't know if it was just the type of gun I was using, but I just remember how heavy this gun was and how powerful it felt to shoot it. And 
it made me feel like my body was made of like limp noodles or jello <laughs> I just felt so like weak behind this incredibly powerful thing and it wasn't like a giant rifle it was just like I guess a handgun but mm-hmm. I shot it a couple times and I put it down and I was like no never again but that's just me I know everyone's different how was your experience well, exactly like that almost word for word like that like I felt I mean, I had so much anxiety while I was in there. Also, it's so fucking loud, even though you have those so loud. you have those headphone things on and it's just like guns are going off everywhere. I'm like, at any moment, I'm going to be shot. Like, I'm going to be shot. But I was expecting the gun to like explode in my hand and like, <laughs> and then, the, you know, like the casing discharges and just flies off somewhere. And it's like, oh my God, this is absolutely terrifying. It, and I think it was like a 22. So it's like a relatively small gun I guess but it was it was terrifying and I was I also was like well never again I'm good I do not want yeah not not for me but I I did give it a good sporting try yeah exactly yeah it was too much I was like "Mm -mm 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 -mm." listener comments we can get into listener comments but we didn't get one goddamn listener comment song this week so (laughs) someone's gonna have to sing it (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it. (laughs) You know, something that I thought was interesting was a listener on Instagram said, oh, maybe when people submit listener comment songs, they can, instead of doing the same song every week, they can maybe tailor it to that specific episode that week, which I'm all for. I mean, do do it exactly the same or just do something wildly different. Like, you know, we had that one listener doing it about dolphins gooshing. That was great. (laughs) I'm open to anything. And I would love to see what people come up with. Even, even if it's just five seconds of you making incoherent noises, I'll I'll (laughs) accept it. So uh, send, send them to hello at hoyapod.com and just put listener comments in the subject. I'll take, I'll take, anything even if <laughs> anything even if you're just farting into your phone i'll take it <laughs> I, i'd rather you didn't but i will accept it yeah. so i'm gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna go for it i'm gonna sing it and i'm gonna take that uh instagram user advi- users uh, i'm gonna take that users fuck. i'm Is gonna take song i don't get it <laughs> it's the remix <laughs> I'm going to take that uh, Instagram user's advice and insert a quote from it. So here we go. Listen to comments. I want my binky back. (laughs) Wonderful. Thanks. That's what I'm talking about. I feel really embarrassed right now. (laughs) Yes. I think that's normal. Okay, good. I did it right then. <laughs> That's how you know you did the song right, listeners, if you feel a little bit embarrassed and ashamed. All right, let's see what we got. Oh, <laughs> well, right off the bat from IE Black 42, how about a little fire, Scarecrow? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so good. Oh, Alexandra underscore McKen also submitted that. How about a little fire, Scarecrow? It's so funny that that's how that uh, is a quote that stood out. I know. And also um, that same same Instagram user, Alexander, says also said, Hank's jacket is so desert storm. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Mozzie underscore C137, which we've been saying Maisie this whole time, but they were in our 
live podcast and let us know how we actually pronounce their name. So Mozzie underscore C137. It's the first time we see and hear Tug, the event announcer, which I didn't know his name was Tug. And now all I can think of is a Tug job. Now that's all I can think of too. And also I haven't heard it called a tug job maybe since, I don't know, the seventies. I'm bringing tug jobs back. Yeah. Let's start saying tug job, everyone. Yeah. Tell us about, tell us about the first time you either gave or had a tug job. Oh, (laughs) it's not going to be cool. It's all going to be so embarrassing. It's always so embarrassing. Um, I like another submission from Mozzie underscore C one three seven. Oh, this is this is a trivia. What aisle in Megalomart? What aisle is the children's gun section? Ooh, which I love that part when Hank's just like, "Where's the children's gun section? Which aisle has the children's guns?" <laughs> and you think the worker's going to be like, "That's not a thing," but they're just straight up like, "It's this aisle." Yeah. So. Listeners, do you did you yell out your answer? Uh, because it is aisle forty seven. Did you know that, or did you read that? I'm reading it. I'm looking. Oh. I'm literally looking at it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I thought that. I thought you knew that off the top of your head, and I was I, impressed. No, I did. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Bender's redemption says when Hank shoots the thumb off of the cardboard cutout and the gu- gun club guy booing, or the. The, the gun instructor, the one with the stub. <laughs> yeah, he like loses points for that. Yeah. Oh, Dino Mike 616 also <laughs> submitted how about a little fire scarecrow. I can't believe that. <laughs> that one stood out so much. Oh, that's so funny. Thunder Muffin, who sent us uh, that wonderful Thanksgiving uh, story, said, over the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Duinta Venus, Duin two down Venus. to Venus. <laughs> well, it's D W N T O Venus says Hank reconciling his childhood trauma and Bobby being so happy to just be with Hank is so, and it's like an emoji face that's like about to cry with like the big glistening eyes. I know. Agreed. Agreed. Duin to Venus. Sappho Six says, Bobby at the gun club. Wow, I always thought this was a crack house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Zorak, Zora Kiss. Wait, okay. This either either says Zorak is stained. I think that's what it is. Or it's Zora Kiss tained. (laughs) Anyway, they say Peggy hesitated. I still love you is my top five Peggy moments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some tribe says father, father, son, fun shoot sponsored by the Arlen endowment for the arts. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I don't remember that part. It's, it's on the, um, I think it's on the flyer that the guy points oh, out. Yeah. Deep cut. I know. Good looking out. Drucifer two a also says you don't have a gun and someone breaks in your house. How are you going to shoot them? and alexandra underscore mccann uh a quote from dale hank's jacket is so desert storm i almost want to see that embroidered i did say that one oh you did yeah well cut it out cut it out (laughs) no (laughs) well i would like to see that 
embroidered on a shirt, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent listener comments. And you know what? I think this might, this might be our very first uh, listener comment where somebody didn't just send a random message. So good job, everyone. Yeah. I just looking at it now. Good job. Mm, All right. Y'all got away with it this time. (laughs) You guys are doing great. I'm very proud of Mm. you. Yes. We're all (laughs) growing into the women we were meant to become. (laughs) Jackie. Trivia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have a trivia this time. It's about time. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I've been really phoning it in. All right. What stuffed animal did Bobby bring home from the fair? Oh, oh, what? (laughs) I don't even remember a fair. God damn it. The very, very beginning. beginning. Mm, Okay. It was obviously a stuffed armadillo. (laughs) No, it was a purple donkey. (laughs) Ah. I was kind of close. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They're both, they were All right. both stuffed. Okay, that was a good one. Mm. Damn, that was a good one. Okay. I don't have them often, but when I do, I'm going to fuck you up. That's. <laughs> All right, here's my question. According to Hank, what is the minimum age someone should be before they own a gun? Seven. Yes! <laughs> Because I wrote that down. I was like, because I was counting. I was like, okay, so what's, so 12, 11, 10, nine. I was like, seven? Jesus. <laughs> to have a friggin' rifle. <laughs> well, you, trivia's yours this week. It is mine. I'm going to start making trophies and we'll just like have to send it back and forth every week to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Say trivia queen on it. Amy, do you know the next episode? I do, but you go for it. Okay. The next episode, uh, episode two of season two is Mm. Texas City Twister. One Mm. that I love. I love this episode. I can't wait. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? Texas City Twister sounds like Titty Twister. Texas Titty Twister. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. So I know I love the next episode too. It's Luann heavy and it's another Hank and Luann kind of uh, bonding kind of eventually episode. So love it. I'm excited for that one. I'm excited for it too. Send us your, if you have any Twister stories, send those to us. If you have any, and and we'll take Twister stories of any kind, you know, like, um, like a funnel cloud coming down and destroying your town or... Of the titty variety. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to hear any sort of twister you've lived through. Yeah. Either one that's destroyed lives or destroyed your titty. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take them all. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Uh, excited for that next episode. And... Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, don't forget to please send us your nastiest iTunes reviews. Or even just nice ones. <laughs> nice ones, too. I'm just excited to read something weird. But <laughs> but any reviews are welcome, of course. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook. Yeah. Know, Amy, do you have any final thoughts for the episode? It's okay to admit when you're not that you're not good at something and to seek help. Yeah, and your childhood trauma doesn't have to define you. Correct. All right. All right. We love you. We love you too. There's a kiss on the forehead. <laughs> we love you too. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> good one, Jack. <laughs> it's like somebody has somebody says happy birthday, and you say you too. <laughs> i know well yes here is a kiss for you listener i hope you're having a wonderful day and we love you we do love you we do love you so until next time via con dios I don't know. (laughs) Great. Good job.